How do you feel about having learned French or Spanish at GCSE? I think it's the most pointless thing ever. Literally pointless. <laughs> Tell me about your honest opinion on learning French or Spanish. It's hard. Welcome back to the Mayfield Podcast. This week we are talking about the joys and horrors of learning languages. For those of you loyal listeners, you'll remember that in our very first episode of the podcast, we had some students on and they decided that if they could remove any subject, it would be languages. Roll the clip. It's time to do the vote. So, which subject is going to be kicked out of the no. school? Modern languages. You can't vote for music. I think modern languages. I say modern languages. Modern languages. <laughs> you need math. Yeah, Everyone's okay. somewhat need maths. Somewhat. And the music is helping people express themselves yeah. and that takes a toll on mental health. Yeah. Which is big. So. You guys can't vote for modern languages. What are you? So what are we thinking? Um I'd actually vote for hmm. Let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back right after the break. <laughs> <laughs> Well, regardless of modern languages, that is gone. Thank you for listening. Well, after speaking to some more students this week, it seems that lots of you agree. Girls, how do you feel about learning French or Spanish at school? It's all right. No, I don't like it. (laughs) You don't like it? No, like, if I would go to, like, France or something, I would, like, learn it. Like, I'm not going to go France. Tell me about your honest opinion on learning French or Spanish. It's hard. It's, it's very hard. Like, it's hard. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> what? reason why it's a good thing is because it's beneficial you're able to interact with people all across the world if you're able to learn a language like French and Spanish which is used by big companies you're able to have a better chance of getting the job you want in the future very wise thank you how do you feel about having learned French or Spanish at GCSE I think it's the most pointless thing ever literally pointless <laughs> do you want to add to that anything, I already know French do you actually is that because of your heritage? What's your heritage? I'm Tunisian. What is your honest opinion on languages, on learning languages? I don't think it's required. If you're one of those people who still thinks that languages should be removed, then this episode is for you. Today, we are joined by a special guest, the head of modern foreign languages here at Mayfield, Miss O'Brien. Ms. O'Brien is hoping to change this reputation of MFL and get more of us passionate about learning new languages. 
thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Okay, I'm a recent uh, recent convert. I'm a Yay. big fan, <laughs> big fan of the Mayfield podcast. But when I listened to the first episode, I found out uh, that you threw languages in the bin. So I was competing against maths and drama. What, I like drama. Yeah. Maths and drama and languages got thrown in the bin. So I'm here today to defend Dormant. languages. So you're going to have a hard task, miss. I would do yeah, I think I might too. I might and too. Science. What, over, over modern foreign languages? Like all, I like languages. All languages. languages oh. better. You like languages? Nothing is better yeah, than languages. I oh. languages. <laughs> Did you like, say nothing, nothing is better than languages? Especially French. You're just saying that because miss is here. I just hate it. So give me, give me the top three things. Give me like two or three things, two or three reasons why we put languages in the bin and let me see if I can change everyone's mind. I, I just couldn't be asked language. So you can't be bothered? Can't be bothered. That's one. What's another reason? Everyone forgets it. Like after you do it as a subject in GCSE, I feel like everyone forgets how to speak it. So it's hard to put into practice in everyday life. Yeah. And it's also Just because we do French, French and Spanish at the same time, so they kind of get mixed up. That is why you pick one as GCSE. Yeah, we get so that, that one we've changed. Okay, since I've joined Mayfield, we've yeah. made it so that you only do one language and you choose before you come so here, because I think that's a really good point. Yeah, actually, my, my mother that's so cool. He got a letter and he had to circle which one he wanted. It wasn't fair. That's so cool. <laughs> it's not fair. It so we've me. solved that one, but then there's the... We can't remember anything. We don't use it after... School is that one of the arguments? You could. You what about, what about when you it. travel? No one wants to yeah, do it. But that's it. Would you travel? Google oh, Translate. I, I. Do you know how hard it is when you go to like France and you want to order? As well, and they all speak English. Um, no, they don't. When you want to order yeah. some snails or frog, le- frog legs. Why, Why would you want to order those? <laughs> <laughs> because it's traditional French food. But so yeah, you, can, you have to go up, uh, get Google uh, Slug? Slug? <laughs> Google Translate. When you don't know anything. What is, is that escargot? Escargot. Oh, yeah. hello. <laughs> Wait, is that, is that French? Hello, yes. Oh, I just thought that was the name of a dish. See, there you go. Okay. I just proved there your you point. <laughs> ah, all right. Just get Google Translate. Okay, go on then, miss. So, defend, defend it. So... I think what students don't realise is like how it develops your brain. So everyone's just thinking, oh, can I learn to say something? Can I learn to communicate? Uh, but you underestimate what your brain is doing when it's trying to memorise language, memorise words, um, how you might sort of spot something in town. So, for example, prêt à manger. What's that? What's that? Does that mean ready that to French? eat? French? Prêt à manger means every- ready to eat. Yeah, Someone yeah. listened in her French lessons. I never had and French lessons. Making- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have French lessons. Enough, I didn't. <laughs> because, like we were saying, from cultural context, oh, I figured yeah. it out. Yeah. And prêt à, port- uh, prêt à porter is like what you ready call... Ready to something? Ready to... I don't know. Porter. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> Ready to wear. Okay, so that's fashion. So you've got oh. haute couture. Haute couture, which is high fashion, like really amazing, okay. um, delicate sewing, haute couture. And then you've got prêt-à-porter. Now, there's lots of things in our culture that are built up through different languages. And yeah, the more you know. And if you're really, really cool. if you're really into, say, English literature, English language, and then you go off to university and you study literature, you'll find that there's links to, like, Latin and, like, the Bible and then French and German and how we've borrowed different words. So 
people just see it as really basic like can I say and why do I learn I heard it on podcast you said um one of the children said why are we learning what's in a pencil case then which I thought was excellent (laughs) (laughs) because I agree why are we learning what's in the pencil case but when you learn to form different sentence structures and you develop language skills it just like feeds into so many other parts of your life. I've got to say, that was a very good defence. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, can I come to the classes? Yes, <laughs> yes, let's get everybody in. Yes, yes. I would, but I've kind of already talked. I have students quite often say, I can't do languages. And I'm like, you haven't done it for very long and you, you've only tried one. And so that sort of feeling, yeah. I'm not successful at it or I can't do it, when it's something that really does take perseverance. Um, I want to know what you think about um, living in a society of instant gratification. Yeah, actually, so, I guess so. so students want like to feel like achievement or success or something funny straight away. And languages don't really work like that. Languages take quite a lot of work, repeated work over a long period of time. And when you don't feel like you don't, you, you get it. You're like, oh, I don't get it. It's rubbish. I can't do it. And I'm like, do young people these days just want to be able to have a, like, a quick fix? And then languages seem like this really yeah. long, hard work. Because I hear that a lot as well. What do you think about it's that? Quite, it's quite interesting you said that because just before we were discussing um, failure and whether it's good to fail. Right. So what you're saying kind of feeds into that. Yeah. Because just because you fail at learning a language, it doesn't mean that you are suddenly barred from ever learning the language like there's always a chance for you to go back to it so this is my other argument for learning languages it's so good for getting used to correcting mistakes like you're always going to make mistakes even like when you go you think i thought like i could speak french after like leaving school got to university it was harder got to like my job you know I, i just kept learning and i had to become more resilient i think language learners learn resilience because you have to correct mistakes and you have to be brave and you are going to get it wrong and you are going to have to just keep learning. It's one of those things that doesn't really have a, like an end point. I've got to say, I do find with languages, there's, there's a, so I've been learning Spanish on and off for years and years and years. And there are just some situations in which I'm quite happy to make mistakes. There are some environments where I just feel completely constrained and I can't, yeah. I, I'm too scared to make a mistake. So I'm too scared to talk for fear of making a mistake. Yeah. So. What were you going to say? I was going to say, like, correcting mistakes, isn't that part of maths as well? Yeah. You go to maths, like, you you did maths from a very young age, from, like, probably reception, but then you come, like, over the years, you come to problems, you come to them, hard questions, and um, they tell you to solve the problem. We don't always need languages to do that, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, no, I take your point. Here we go with the argument, with the debate. You're saying that I do all that learning about mistakes in maths. Why bother in languages? Okay, fair point. But I actually think there are some parallels in maths because if you look at the way you study maths, you have to practice a lot the same problems. How many, how many times? I've seen those worksheets you're given. How many times do you have to do the same kind of sum? Pardon? You have to learn words over again as well, like practice revisal words. Yeah. So you have to remember your formulas for maths as well. Yeah. So... So you're happy with getting the skills from maths. Yeah. You don't want to come to languages and get those yeah. skills. Um, but oh. when you go and speak mathies to someone... <laughs> what, what will that bring to your relationship with that person? Unless you both love maths. <laughs> but if I go and speak the language that I learn with a new person, I could learn something new. I don't know what, how that's going to change my worldview. I don't know how that's going to change how I feel about another culture, about food. Everything that I pick up in terms of words could open my world 
like even more languages in terms of languages is also culture it's not just the languages isn't like sort of it's not just about learning words you're learning a whole new sort of world like a whole different experience sort of and also lang english is a really basic language like compared to other ones for example like i've been i've been learning arabic lately and you can see like the differences how it's, it's insane like how complicated it gets and I know that you were saying like maths is, is good for like problem solving but then languages you kind of learn how to piece things together and you ha you learn how to do it in sort of a different way so it can help like they kind of interchange they, they help each other. Do you not do that music you have? Piece, you? Like, piece, piece pieces together. I think Sharon G has a specific You're out to get, language. you're out to get languages. Yeah. Yeah. I, you can here's, say what you want, she's not going to um, I've been. <laughs> Uh, something I was, I've been asking myself since I got to Mayfair because we are a community, like an amazing community of different languages and different cultures and we all sort of live together in exchange. Uh, but I don't think that students always make the link between, oh, I've got a home language, I've got English and then French and Spanish as if you almost uh, don't make it a connection with there are loads of mm. Spanish speaking people and French speaking people. And they're not just in France and Spain. They're mm. in South America. They're in Africa. Do you know French is the fastest growing language in Africa mm. across African countries? So in the future, there'll be more people speaking French in Africa than there will be in France. So it just the idea of open up the world and travel and business and communication um, is incredible. But I think I don't, I don't know why we don't make the connection. I yeah, think I it's important know. that you mentioned that because we had a student who spoke before about actually she's Moroccan. Oh yeah, from I Africa. That one. So yeah. she said she can speak French, and I would have I would not have assumed that. Having met her, I wouldn't assume, oh, such and such person can speak French, but she said she can speak it fluently. And it must be because of the way that humans have traveled around the world and languages have spread. Obviously, that's due to like, colonization. Like, we can't mm. deny mm. that that's how th things work in the world. But languages have spread for that reason. So it allows you to chart the human experience and why people have moved and... And as Rahma was talking about, like people's cultural experiences as yeah. well. Yeah, but also business and trade, right? If I need to go, if I don't have the resources in my country or I can't, I don't have the facilities to make something in my country and I want, and want to do that exchange with another place, I need to learn the language in order to build that relationship. You know, the world is a lot more globalised. I think it's um, a bit ignorant to say that languages aren't important because it's, it's not, I feel like you're kind of just thinking about your own self and not like sort of only, pe you're in your bubble, you're in your own bubble, sort of when you're just thinking like that everyone speaks English. Like, okay, sorry, I don't really know how to articulate this, but like, for example, I'm like guilty of doing this a lot. I forget people around the world, not everyone can speak English. And I feel like that's a really sort of bad mindset to have because you need to realize that there's so many like other, like, the, the culture that, I don't know I keep talking about culture, but like the culture that comes along with other languages is really cool. And I think it's important to learn about them so you can, so as a society, we can also become sort of more tolerant and more um, understanding in just our everyday lives. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of us in the West, we go to other countries expecting them to speak our language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you go to another country yeah. and you think, why, why are you not speaking English? I'm definitely guilty of that. When really, we should be going out of our way to mm. accommodate, well... And like to kind of you feel, integrate well yeah, with them. And you feel as if, you feel silly almost when you go there and you speak English and then you go, oh, of, of course they don't understand English. Why, why am I expecting that? And then you, you do have this block of communication and you, you want to say, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't. But 
one, that, you know, sometimes they're already annoyed that you've just come in and gone, yeah, can I get a cheeseburger and chips? <laughs> <laughs> and not even attempted to say, um, you know, ciao or arrivederci or anything. So I think it is a little bit um, of that, you know, opening up and going, English is not, yes, it is a global language and it's it's the most spoken, you would say, but it is, it's not, I don't know if it's, it's hard to articulate, like you said. I think we do need to open up and go, we need to give respect to the other languages as well. So I think it all starts in school, I guess. I hope so. Well, something I find interesting, speaking with my Spanish friends, are the connections between different languages. And that's why I think English is a brilliant language, is because it's got so many different influences in them. It's just we don't often talk about them. We assume mm. that English is this kind of... You're only able to realise those um, sort of things when you learn other languages, though. Mm. Exactly, yeah. Or listen to other people who know that information, yeah. who can tell you about your own language, because they know another language. That's the reason why we do English in school, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Miss, uh, do you have so now any... we come back to English being better. Uh, so do you have any? Um... <laughs> do you have any favourite words from other languages that have really interesting links to English or? Oh gosh, you put me on the spot there. Words have good links to English. Yeah, like words that just have like interesting stories behind them. Oh, you have put me on the spot there, Miss. That's all right. We can edit out all the awkward stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's that have good links? I was gonna do. Uh, I was gonna tell you about um, uh, funny words or silly things that that I like. Um, okay. So, for example, um, any Harry Potter? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, oh that's God. that's a sore subject from the so podcast. Did you hear the debate about that? Did you hear the debate? Marvel so, <laughs> Harry Potter debate. I don't think I've heard that episode. I have listened to quite a few of them. Um, yeah, you, uh, might, you might need to. Um, but a couple of things about Harry Potter. So. Um, uh, J.K. Rowland did French and classics, I believe, at university. So she actually t studied French and French made it its way in. Uh, but my funny thing is uh, like a wand, a the wand. word the word for wand yeah. there in French is baguette magique. <laughs> no way, <laughs> Like a it? magic baguette. Like the idea <laughs> of Harry Potter with a big baguette just cracks me up. Oh, that is quite Baguette funny. magique. Wait, so um, what do you call a... But isn't a baguette a baguette? Yeah. Mm. But this, that's a funny thing about language, right? You don't oh. realise that like, there's always like imagery and metaphors and things that work better in other languages. So in Harry Potter, uh, yeah, Harry that Potter is makes quite me funny. think of that. But there are some names in Harry Potter as well that take from, uh, I think, Latin and uh, French the spells, um, the spells. and the spells. Mm -hmm. So for her to write that book and to make it really rich where and does, interesting. Where does um, Wingardium Liviosa come from? Oh. That I think you need to, to get Mr. Lewis on next, who's starting to learn Latin, <laughs> Latin or yeah. Mr. Hochette, yeah. who's learning Latin. Yeah, oh. yeah, they'll be able to tell you about that. Kind of, um, yeah. European ones derived from Latin, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Romance languages. Yeah. Yeah. That could languages. be something our school could accommodate for. Instead of just the typical French Spanish, should do Latin. Well. Yeah, yeah. We no, could do. Well, yeah, some, yeah, well, Mr. Lewis has started a club. There goes yeah. a plug for Mr. Lewis's club. Oh, yeah, so I was going to tell you the story about when uh, students come to me and say, Miss, do you know how to say baby seal in French? Because they want me to say a really <laughs> naughty word. Um, I actually don't know this. I don't know it either. Okay, I don't so, know either. So um, they'll come to you and, and they'll be like, oh, Miss, Miss, tell me how to say baby seal. And I think this, there's a couple of things. There. It's, like, it's a silly word because it's a naughty word, naughty word in English, okay. but it's also the effect of, like, the internet and, like, TikTok. I'm a bit scared um, now, So you've got... 
I'll spell it first. I'll spell it first. And then say that after and bleep it out. Um, so the word is um, and baby. And then the next word is P-H-O-Q-U-E. Huh? Fuck. Uh, oh. 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 Wait, wait. What word is what? Um, baby. <laughs> a baby seal in French. Oh. We've all learned something new. Well, it's kind of similar in like Bangla. In Bangla, we um, so we eat like bird and like a curry. Uh, so we call it fucky. <laughs> 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 but the thing is, fucky is also the F word in Bangla. So like, I go to my 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 dad because he speaks mostly Bangla. I was like, oh, so what are we eating? And he's like, oh, there's fucky. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> on that note, thank you, Miss, for coming onto the podcast. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. A big thank you again to Miss O'Brien for joining us to have this great discussion. Has Miss convinced you of the powers of learning a new language? Let us know by emailing us at mayfieldpodcast at mayfieldschool.net.